And at that moment, in the midst of all the tears, the, the cheers, everything, I heard in the back of my mind, the Lord speak to me, purpose. This was the, for the purpose that I made you, that I created you, to have this platform to bring my name and to be a witness, you know what I mean, to the world and to the nation. is the Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Missy Montgomery, and today I'm thrilled to be joined in the studio with Donovan Darius, a retired NFL player and who now oversees his own foundation. How are you doing today, Donovan? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we're so thankful that you're here today and talked about a little bit in the introduction that you are a former NFL player played nine years with the Jacksonville Jaguars and briefly with uh, the Dolphins before retiring. So why don't you go ahead for our listeners, just kind of explain um, a little bit of your background in sports and also your walk with Christ. Well, thank you. Uh, this is a great opportunity to be here with you guys. Uh, my, my journey started in Camden, New Jersey, where I was a uh, son of mother who had five kids by the age of 23. We grew up in very, very humble beginnings. One of the things, you know, she always did, despite not having a lot of monetary things, was she always kept us in church. She did the best that she could to get us to have a relationship with God. So that way, at the end of the day, our gifts, our talents and everything in our life had some type of direction. And so through my mother's guidance and the ability that we had to kind of walk life out, that led me to Syracuse, which didn't allow me to be drafted in the NFL and get a chance to live a dream, which was to play in a National Football League where less than one percent of people in the world get a chance to experience. And so that was truly ultimately an opportunity. And it pertains to my walk with Christ. What's amazing is I remember when I got drafted on April 23rd, 1998, my mother, we were sitting, I was sitting outside of my home in Delran, my mother's home. And I was just sitting there not knowing where I was going to get drafted, what was going to happen. But out of nowhere, as I had my eyes closed and listening to a song, my brother knocked on the window and said that the Jacksonville Jaguars was on the phone. And, man, I ran upstairs so fast because that was a dream come true. And what was amazing, when I got to the top of the steps and we had about 100 people inside the house, it was like Moses part of the Red Sea. And all you saw was my mom on the other end with the phone holding it up in her hand. And on that phone was Coach Coughlin. And he was like, Donovan, would you want to be a Jacksonville Jaguar? I was like, man, you better believe it. <laughs> and at that moment, in the midst of all the tears, the, the cheers, everything, I heard in the back of my mind, the Lord speak to me, purpose. This was the, for the purpose that I made you, that I created you, to have this platform to bring my name and to be a witness, you know what I mean, to the world and to the nations. And so I've always looked at my time in the NFL as a platform, as an opportunity to give God the glory, and, uh, and I'm grateful for it. That's awesome. That's an amazing story. And I want to talk a little bit about this platform setting. You know, there's a lot of Christians, you know, athletes, but I think a lot of times, um, whether it's the media with fans, they get a little bit of pushback, a little bit of spiritual attacks and mockery. Um, I know, for instance, me as a Christian athlete, I've been mocked for my faith, you know, mm -hmm. within sports. So how do you handle kind of people mocking you for your faith? And what advice can you offer for young um, athletes that could be experiencing the same thing? Well, I just think uh, in at the end of the day and what it was for me, just like being in a garage don't make you a car, going to church and having a Bible don't make you a Christian. Mm -hmm. And I think so oftentimes that if we're not understanding the relationship that comes with being a Christian, would come with being a kingdom citizen and ambassador, 
and kingdom, uh, queen or king on this earth, if we don't understand it, then we can get into a mindset of being very religious. That means doing the things that it takes to try to appease God versus the relationship that comes with knowing that I am his greatest masterpiece. I am his ambassador here with authority to represent him here. I am a citizen which has rights, you know, to exercise what it is that he's given me here. And so when, when athletes or anyone walks around with the title as Christian, but they don't understand the relationship, then I think that's where a lot of times the pushback comes because you're pushing, it can seem like you're pushing practices or traditions or things to do versus just things to be. And so when I, what I share with Christians and I share with, you know, boys, girls, whatever, is at the end of the day, I, I'm a father and I've raised five kids and I'm fortunate to have, you know, all of them do well. But imagine if I'm at the house and I have my children running around the house trying to clean up. And I'm like, baby, what are you guys doing? He said, well, we're doing this, daddy, so you can love us more. I would say, stop right there. Come here, sit on my lap. Let me tell you how much I already love you. Let me tell you all the good plans and the things that I want to do for you and with you in your life. And so I think a lot of times in life, we, we look at our relationship with God that way. Like we have to work. We have to do all these things. And so I think when we do that to other people from the outside before they become believers that Jesus Christ is the one who paid the penalty for us or, and he's the one that has the greatest life for us in and through him, I think before they know that, they hear all these other things they need to do. And I think that's where the pushback comes. So I just like to share with people about the relationship and the power of the relationship that we have with being a kingdom citizen, ambassador, and child of God. That's amazing. And, you know, speaking a little bit about, like, relationships, you know, you experienced during your season a lot of injuries. Mm -hmm. We spoke before uh, speaking today on the show um, that we share some similar injuries as athletes, and that's got to be hard, you know, facing that adversity. So what was your relationship with Christ like during that time when obviously you're frustrated, you're upset? So what was your relationship like that with God? There's a quote that I walk around with that I applied then and even to this day, and it was by a guy who wrote, uh, Napoleon Hill, he says, every adversity, every setback, every disappointment and failure carries with it a seed of equal or greater opportunity of success. So that means everything you go through has an opportunity for you to use it for your benefit, for good and or for tragedy. And so when I got a chance to go through adversity, I like to tell people and I like to understand that in adversity, it does three things for you. Number one, adversity, it, te it teaches you. It teaches you about what you need to do and what you need not to do. So you actually learn a lesson on how to apply yourself and what you may need to do. Maybe we talked about having ACL injuries. Well, in order for us to prevent ACL injuries, we have to make sure that our quads are strong. We have to make sure we have flexibility. We have to make sure our body's in right position. So we, we may have the, the injury, but it teaches us some things about how to prevent it. It also trains you. You know, adversity trains you. It develops you, you know, in your craft and or what it is that you're trying to do um, over and over and over. Like somebody can't just tell you a new technique and you got it. You have to be developed in it over and over. And the last thing that I think adversity does is that it tests you. It tests you. How bad do you really want it? You know, we had preseason and we had the season. And the great thing about preseason and the preseason even in life in preseason was a time when we're out there and we're practicing and your body's not totally in shape and you get sore fast, your neck hurt, your body hurt, everything hurt. And you can feel like giving up and quitting. But the, the preseason 
is a moment where it's testing you. How bad do you want it? And so as a player in the National Football League, I used to look at guys, and if they couldn't make it through the preseason, then you're not ready for the season yet. And there's things in our life where we have to go through the preseason of it, of adversity, to prepare us for the actual season. And so with Christ in my life, I'm always reminded of a couple things. Number one, he says, all these things will work out for my good. So that means that it doesn't feel good, but it's going to work out for my good. He also says in his word, he says, Donovan, he says, the plans I have for you are good, not to hurt you or harm you, but to give you an expected end. And then he also says, it is my pleasure to give you the kingdom and no good thing will I withhold from you. So if I know that I serve a sovereign God and have a relationship with the heavenly father who said it's his pleasure to do good things for me and to help me and nothing will he withhold from me that is, that is good, then that means that when I face things in my life, then they're going to work out for my good. I just have to trust, have faith, and walk it out. Those are great words, and I think for our listeners, whether they're athletes or not, that's something really powerful for them to take to heart. So thank you for sharing that. And now I'm going to talk a little bit about your role off the field. Mm -hmm. Since retiring, you've been super busy. Um, Let's talk a little bit about your foundation, the Donovan Darius Foundation, and also your life uh, camp. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. And so I, you know, very few people get a chance to experience what it's like to be in the NFL. And as I said, less than 1% of people in the world get a chance to experience it. And so when guys leave the game, they go through a very tough period of time. And here's one of the reasons why. Because on the football field, in between those lines, is one of the only places that you're, in essence, totally present. That means your total person is present. That means physically, in between those lines, you are physically 100% there. Every, mo- every muscle, bone, tendon is totally present. In between those lines, emotionally, you're totally there. Every emotion is, is welcomed. Rage fear, love, happiness, excitement. Spiritually, you're totally there because you're there with a purpose, with a team, and you're expressing that. And mentally, you're there because you're strategizing. And so when you finish the game and you're not playing anymore, there aren't many places that require that total amount of presence. So you can't go to the mall and be totally physical. You can't go home and be totally emotional with your wife or your husband or or your kids. And so people find gaps and there are voids that people have and they're trying to fill them. And when you don't really identify what's going on with you, you fill them with other things and you wind up abusing yourself, which is what we call abnormally using these things. And so understanding that when I got done, I realized that there were several areas that I needed to fulfill and that were missing. And I needed to fill those things with things that I were passionate about. And so when I transitioned from the NFL, I started a sports organization for youth kids It was called Next Level Training and Performance. And I got a chance, and that helped with the mental part as well as the physical part. Mm -hmm. So I was able to pour out myself and get satisfied that way. And then I started my Donovan Darris Foundation where I partnered with other organizations to host what I call these life camps for families. And that helped me with the emotional and the spiritual part of pushing and pouring out. And then I started the uh, professional speaking that I do now um, across the country on different corporations, organizations, and faith-based organizations. And that helps basically with everything. And then the, the work that I do with the NFL as a leadership and transition coach, I get a chance to bring people in and talk to players as they prepare to come in the league and when they leave. And so at the end of the day, it's about finding what is the total package? What are those areas of my life that I need to fill the void and do something about it? and either create something and or join with other people who are doing it. 
That's really great. And I want to ask you a little stump question. It came to me uh, okay. while we're talking about that. Which kind of gave you more fulfillment, uh, football or doing what you do now with your foundation? Or is it kind of a different fulfillment in um, different regards? They're different fulfillment. Uh, the feedback is a little different. Mm-hmm. I would say it as much. For number one, my Mondays feel a lot better I'm because sure. <laughs> there's no banging and, right. and I'm not as sore. But at the end of the day, what football gave me was the opportunity to provide for not only my family, but my community, it was able to bring excitement and bring a relief to people. You figure all day and w- at night, all week, people are just going through everything, ups and downs on their jobs, in their mm-hmm. homes, in their finances. And then they get a chance to come and try to and be entertained. And what football provided for them was an escape. It was a right. way to let out aggression and or it was a, a way to celebrate life and do things with your family that you couldn't do during the week. So I enjoyed that. And then financially, of course, it gave me an opportunity to help a lot of people. And what so what I do now, being able to go in and impact people, I knew I would be doing this for the longest time. But it was just a matter of God's perfect season and his timing. Right. And so the reward I get from this is I get a chance to connect with people um, in the mind and in the heart. So that way, at the end of the day, they can be inspired and be motivated and to, you know, to move forward into what God's perfect plan is for their life. That's awesome. And you're also going to be connecting with athletes. You have a new gig as a host. So why don't you go tell us a little bit about that show? Yeah, so I'm really excited about it. Uh, Starting in November, I'll be hosting a new show on uh, Grant Cardone's uh, TV network. It's called Return to Sunday's Glory. And the whole purpose is an interview series that I'll be bringing in former athletes, successful and elite athletes, to come in and talk about their career and what that was like and what their mindset was like. And then also, what is that next game for them? What is that next Sunday glory for them? How are they transitioning and transferring their skills, their mindset, their passion and purpose to what the next thing is? And so I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, You know, again, just to be able to host that type of show and to really pour into the guys and let the world know that at the end of the day, you know, these guys are just like them. We're all searching for the same thing. And that's ultimately God's plan for our life. And if you weren't busy enough, you actually have a book that's uh, out mm-hmm. called Next Level Motivation, Principles of Living Life to the Fullest. So how are you hoping that's going to impact your readers? You know, I, at the end of the day, it's, it's an extended conversation. I, I know that I am limited by time and space to impact people. I have a vision over the next three years to impact directly one million people. And I believe I will be able to do that through different resources uh, by going going around and just kind of sharing conversations. So this book came about, I wrote this book in five days. Oh, wow. Last year, December 25th, I was sitting on the couch and it was just like, you know what, Donovan, the time is now. It's like you can only sit at the dinner table so much absorbing before you got to really pour out. Okay. Right. And so I just said, you know what, I'm going to do this. The next thing I did is I went online and I said, let me find out somebody who wrote a book in a really fast period of time so I can get a process and a system to do it. And so I did. And I saw somebody that wrote it in 13 hours of time. And that's what I did. I got their system, the process, and I just went, away, went, you know, went ahead and just started writing on my walls. If you go to my office, you'll see all these white boards all around. War room. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and I just started going after it and just really pouring it out. Because for me, uh, it's really a life testimony of understanding, number one, how do you know your value? The power of self-love. You know, so many people, they take that scripture where it says, love others as yourself. And they're pouring out so much to other people. But at the end of the day, you can't love anyone more than you're loving yourself. 
And so I have a chapter in there where I talk about the power of self-love and what does it look like when you have, when you're operating in self-love. We talk about goals in there. How do you live from your goals? How do you discover your goals? How do you discover your purpose? How do you discover and, and redefine your adversity? And at the end, how do you live from your vision? What are some principles of that? And so at the end of the day, what, you know, readers that read this book, uh, what I've heard so far is that they can't put it down because it's speaking directly to their heart. And it's an easy read because it's very practical and it's things that they've been thinking about for a while. And for our listeners that want to check out this book and purchase it for themselves, where can they do that? They can do it right on Amazon. All they got to do is type in the name Donovan Darius, uh, you know, Next Level Motivation. They can find it there. It's for the e-reader as well as for the, uh, you know, paperback. And I'm in the process of finalizing the audio book as oh, well. Cool. That's awesome. Thank you again, Donovan, for uh, joining us today and sharing your story and what God is doing next for you. And again, I know it's kind of a central theme of our uh, show today, but the platform I just think is so important. And I think that a lot of time athletes take that for granted. So it's great to see that you're doing so much for that and using God to speak through you. So we appreciate that. And uh, would you mind closing us out in prayer? I have no problem. And thank you for having me. Of course. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of your son, Jesus. We thank you, God. Thank you for our life, health, and strength. Thank you for the very purpose that you created us. Father, we pray as your son prayed, let your kingdom come here on this earth the same way it is in heaven. Thank you for rising up men and women in this country and in this world that can come forth, God, and show forth your love, bring forth your culture, your values, your principles, those things that mean the most to you. Thank you, Father God, for being our heavenly sacrifice and going before us and being a substitute for the sins and mistakes that we'll make. Today, Father God, we receive your love. We receive your identity. We receive, oh God, your name. We receive, oh God, our calling and the plan that you have for our life. And so, Lord, let your will be done in our lives today. We plead the blood over, around, and in and through everything that pertains to us in our life. So let your will be done. We thank you for all these things and we give you praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. And again, a special thank you for Donovan Darius for joining us today. I'm Missy Montgomery, and this has been Charisma Connection. Being a child of God can be confusing at times. Does serving him mean doing only what he tells us? Or do we have authority to act on our own? Why should we ask for his will to be done on earth or say amen to his promises? Why would he be interested in our thoughts and desires? Well, for more than 30 years, Larry Fox has been teaching in Christian seminars, workshops, and adult Bible studies. Larry's God-ordained passion is helping Christians become spiritually mature and help them to discover the people God created them to be and fulfill their destiny. Learn how to fulfill your God-ordained destiny today. Just visit www.foxven.com. That's F-O-X-V-E-N.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.